What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth. Uplifting and positive news. Hope you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? I'm feeling quite well. How are you doing on this Indigenous People's Day? Ooh, I'm doing amazing. Thusadas. <laughs> Since it is Indigenous Peoples Day, we gotta shout them out. We gotta talk about awesome Native American stories because we are based here in America. And they are often overlooked because Facts. of awful things that have happened in the past. I have a few crazy stories. Tim has one. Indeed. So let's get right to it, Tim. Tim, what do you got? So I'm really loving this story and it blew my mind. So I'm gonna talk about a woman, but I'm gonna start off by talking about Chief Big Elk. Um, in 19, or um, I apologize, in 1837, he took a trip to Washington on the government's dime and he returned to the Omaha people with a warning. There's a flood coming and it's about to reach us soon. You guys have to prepare for it. What he was letting them know was the white culture is everywhere. We're over here and you guys don't realize this though, but we're gonna have to assimilate. We're gonna have to figure things out. And basically when he came back with that, the people didn't really like what he had to say. It kind of split into two parties. His whole entire tribe did. You had the chiefs people and then you had what they called the fake white indians <laughs> on their tribe they split into two they were arguing with each other like crazy and when big chief big chief big elk was about to pass away he named a new chief it was a half frenchman half native american named joseph lafletch he ended up taking over and he was trying to help with the tribe hey we have to formulate a plan to adjust with the times and again this party was like negative we don't want to do this but the coolest thing about Joseph, man, he had a daughter named Susan. And Susan LaFletch, she actually changed history for Native Americans all across the United States. What'd she do? Now check this out. So she was born in 1865, right? And at 21 years old, in 1886, I believe, she decided to graduate from college, man. Not only did she graduate from college, she was speaking four different languages. Hold up, hold up. When did this happen? In 1886. 1886 is when she graduated from college, man. She graduated as a number woman? as a woman, number two in her class. Native American. Native American woman. In the United States. In the United States. Now, that isn't even the dopest part. Check, again, we're talking about the 1800s. So, in 1860, 1886, she was like, you know what? I need to do more. She was always driven by her father's words. Do you want to be known as those Indians over there, or do you want to go to college and be somebody in the world? So, she taught herself all these languages, right? She graduated number two in her class. And then she was like, you know what? I need to do more. Like, Number two? Where did she go to school at? She graduated from Hampton University. It's called Hampton University now. Back then, it was like Hampton Agriculture. She graduated number two. Number two. In 1886. In 1886. As a woman. As a woman. But guess and it gets what? gets better? It gets so much better. Because in 1886, she says, you know what? I need to do better for my people. What was going on in her tribe whenever they were trying to understand the civilization that was coming towards them, the health started getting way worse alcohol problems started becoming relevant in her tribe and you could see it she wanted to go back and help the best way she could was you know what i need to become some type of doctor or nurse so in 1886 the very first school in the united states opened up a medical school opened up for women she decided to attend and of course her being the only native american there she had to deal with all kind of adversity man she's a freshman coming in dealing with financial struggles her people at home are already struggling as well, who her father was the chief over there. She was just too busy trying to make it. But three years later, she became a doctor, man. Not only did she become a doctor, she was valedictorian of her class. She went back to her tribe. 
she ended up making it where alcohol was banned in the Omaha tribe. And on top of that, I didn't even say this, she is the first Native American doctor. Woman doctor ever. No, I'm saying American doctor, Native American doctor, first woman or female in the United States of America. It blew my mind when I wow. found this out, man. Not just a man, I'm talking about first doctor ever, and this is a woman here. So before I finish this story off, because I love this story to death, one of my friends was like, hey, Tim, man, I've been listening to the podcast lately. I've noticed you've been talking about a lot of women on your inspirational days. I was like, you're absolutely right. It's like, why are you doing that, man? There's a lot of men out there that are doing crazy things too. Like, nothing against women. I'm all for it, but I feel like it's been a while since you talked about a man. I'm like, yo, I just found this out recently. But in the newspapers, they've been talking about men forever. We know all about all these men, these inspirational men, and some of them aren't inspirational at all, but yet we were trained to say they're inspirational. But in all reality, there's a bunch of women out there that don't get any type of credit that we don't know anything about that change the history for us all. Just like a Susan LaFletch that we're talking about here, who she set all these goals. She's a trendsetter, obviously, becoming the first Native American doctor in the United States of America. She goes back to her tribe, her hometown, and she saves it. She saves it. She's banned alcohol. Where she brought both sides together, right? Exactly. She, they're healthier. She was a doctor over there. She was doing it for damn near free, man. Susan LaFletch is a true hero that we don't even know about. And you know what's crazy? It's quote-unquote Christopher Columbus Day coming up, right? Quote-unquote. You, you mean right now? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this is why we're talking about a woman like her because these are the people we should be talking about on days like today, man. People that changed the world for the better for Native Americans everywhere. This is why I love that story so much, JP. I was like, man, I can't find multiple. I have to stick with her and do it right. <laughs> I actually had her too, but I didn't have near as much information as you did. So I pulled up like three or four different articles, man. I, I got pretty obsessed with this one. I was like, man, why haven't I never heard of this? Because I thought she was the first female doctor, first female Native American doctor. But everything I kept running into was like, no, first Native American doctor. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this is mind-blowing to me. As a woman, she did this first, and we just don't hear that anywhere, man. In a time where it was not exactly the easiest to be Native American or Dude, it was a woman. like, it was decades before women were even allowed to vote. Decades, man. Hmm. Good luck following that <laughs> up, JP. Man, you got three of them. Let's get it. <laughs> um, before we get to that, we need to pause and do audio meditation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hyped. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each, because in the stress of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Dude, I am grateful for all the women in our history, and I'm grateful for all of the, our listeners that are challenging us, challenging us to actually do more research. Because I honestly wouldn't have done this, done this extensive research on Susan if it wasn't for my friends saying, man, you've been doing a lot of female stories. I've noticed they've been Puerto Rican as well, which is awesome, but what about the men? It's like, no, 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 no. I'm thankful for you guys for making me want to do more research and learn more about everything that's going on around me and not just what we see right in front of us. I think it's pretty awesome to, you know, educate yourself, especially whenever you're motivated by others to do so. Good luck following that, <laughs> JP. I'm hyped, JP, I'm telling you. <clears throat> um, yeah. I am grateful for people to bring other people together. I've been kind of struggling with that lately because I've been a little busy. Hmm. I have, I've had a lot on my plate. I need to like pause and be better at bringing other people together and being instead of being like, hey, this is how things are, should be done, so let's do it this way. Sometimes you got to give or take in working in life and in school. So shout out to people that bring people together. Well said, JP. <laughs> now I got to follow that up. So the first person I want to talk about was Jim Thorpe. I actually had no idea this man was Native American. 
Really? None. Mind blowing. All right. <laughs> no idea. I also didn't know like how many because the 1912 Olympics were rescinded. I didn't know that. But he played minor league baseball. He was an Olympian, track and field, played professional baseball, football, and basketball. And did you know he would hold the fastest 1,500-meter run until 1972? Yep, yeah, dude. He was one of the greatest athletes to ever live, period. I had no idea. It's pretty wicked. A lot of people don't know about him unless you're honestly from Oklahoma. Well, yeah, he was from Oklahoma. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had just heard of, like, the Jim Thorpe Award, and I'm, I think he's kind of been whitenized in our history books. He looks like a white dude. Right. They don't show his color at all. At all. Like, he's got a part... <laughs> he always has like blonde hair and blue eyes so that's why I never knew that and so I was like Jim Thorpe was Native American that's wild so if you don't know who Jim Thorpe is what Tim said one of the greatest athletes of all time I actually heard a story about him that uh, somebody gave him a coke can and uh, he ended up having to become a professional athlete because they gave him a, a can of coke that was like 12 cents or something like that and they were trying to basically screw him from the Olympic Games and even one time in the Olympics, they stole his track shoes. He had to run in some shoes that were in the back of a dumpster and ended up winning the race. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. There's all kind of cool Jim Thorpe stories like that, man. He was one of my favorite athletes young, just when I was younger because of the Jim Thorpe games and stuff like that. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Fun facts with Tim. Nice. <laughs> Let's keep this going, Tim Tim. So have you ever heard of Joy Hargo? Ooh, this is a new one for me. Yes. So she was a poet. She was speaking to the experience of Native American cultures, ancestors, memories, and justice. And she was famous for it, famous. But the reason I like learning about her is because she does something at 39 that I think is crazy. At 39, it's her first time ever playing music. She picks up a saxophone and is like, I want to do this. So she goes from making all this art, all these poetry, like the best stops doing it drops five music albums <laughs> oh, snap. and becomes an accomplished award-winning musician in jazz dang that's beautiful just whoop, whoop. she was from muskogee creek nation i just think that's really awesome largely because i just can't imagine flipping like that at 39 dude we're not nowhere near that and i can't imagine flipping into <laughs> anything right now <laughs> and she just did that like this Dude, that's... Uh, I love it, man. I don't... I've never heard of anybody doing that before in history, period. Just switching their careers. Especially if you're if you're into literature, if you're writing poetry, whatever you're doing, you kind of stick with that. Maybe experience a little bit over here, but yep. you don't just switch careers <laughs> like that. That's awesome, man. The best example I can think of is MJ. And he didn't exactly master baseball. And he went back to basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he still did really good. Like, he would have made the pros if they wouldn't have the lockout, but wild yeah it's pretty wild right that's impressive man she's like the mj of art except better facts <laughs> so since you talked about a young lady in the 1800s i was going to talk about susan winamuka she was the daughter of the chief of a tribe and she became a writer and educator for native american rights in the 1870s she served as an army scout and an interpreter in the army Dude! Crazy, right? This is a woman we're talking about, too, again. In the 1800s. Let's go. In 1883, she published a book, Life Among the Putes, in which she called out white people for their own savagery. And, like, all these terms they were applying to the natives, she's like, well, you're actually doing that stuff to us. 
She also spoke out against sexual assault and corrupt government policy, all while serving in the army as a woman. She became so good she got on the lecture circuit and became a prominent outspoken advocate for Native American peoples. Wild. That she pulled that off and didn't have anything happen to her Dude, in the late 1800s. That, that's crazy to me. People are scared to do that now in 2020. And she's doing. she was doing it in the 1800s. What excuse do we have? None, man. None. None. This is one of the most inspirational days we've had in a while, man. And the last one I want to talk about is Mary Ross. She was a co-author to one of NASA's handbooks on space travel to Mars and Venus. And she worked with the space race think tank, the Skunk Wars Works, where she was the only woman and the only Native American on the project. <clears throat> she was a descendant of Chief, Chief Joseph Ross and a member of the Cherokee Nation. And she was an engineer and mathematic whiz. And basically wrote all those programs to put us in space or helped write. Take that world. So yeah, Indigenous Peoples Day. I also, I also just want to give a shout out to all the Native American culture that has been ingrained in our lives, especially living here in Oklahoma, that we don't even appreciate in America. All this, the crazy things like the mounds they were doing off the Mississippi where they were doing trading routes, the ideas about like being one with the land and just protecting, like, protecting the land with each other. Whenever the settlers came, they basically saved them by showing them how to eat. And let's not forget, 95% of them died due to diseases brought over here. So it wasn't like they were stupid and savages. It's just, you can't beat a bug. We should know this during a pandemic. Facts. So just shout out to all Native Americans out there. We appreciate you on Indigenous Peoples Day. Tim, do you have an Indigenous person's quote? Uh, absolutely. This one's by Sacagawea. Amazing the things you find when you bother to search for them. Do sabes. We appreciate everyone for listening. Stay positive.